Hello, and welcome to Romancing the Game. I'm Jordan Fishburn. I'm Tawny P. Thompson. And I am Sarah Babe. And I'm totally awake right now. We're all very, very awake. It's the day after Halloween. And the start of Daylight <laughs> Savings Time. Oh, boy. Yay. But we gained an of this is the end of the day. End of, I don't know. I think it's the, the time end. changed. And time all... means time means nothing this year. Like yes, <laughs> even more so today. Yeah, even because more... all of our clocks are wrong. Um, <laughs> I'm very proud of myself. There's only one clock that is incorrect in my house right now, oh. and that's just because I was too lazy to get the step stool and grab it. So okay, well we have four <laughs> wrong clocks at the moment. So nice. I've not touched <laughs> any of my clocks. So yeah. anything that wasn't automatically updated is incorrect. Same. <laughs> but really, like, all you look at is the stuff that automatically updates. So. That's true. The phone. Although, I rolled over this morning. Ethan was like, you know you're recording your podcast in an hour. And I was like, no, I'm not. It's two hours. Ha, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyhow, um, we are talking about Jacob from Mass Effect 2 today. Yes. Jacob Taylor. Yes. yes. You guys um, have a... Yeah. Yeah. Before we begin, uh, we just want to make you all aware of a spoiler warning. Hey, this is a spoiler alert. Woo. Thank you. Just, Thank yeah, you, Sarah. sorry. I don't know what's <laughs> <laughs> The podcast will contain spoilers. As is the nature of discussing overarching story, we will be covering various plot beats during this show, which will contain spoilers. The warning has been laid at your feet. Continue at your own peril. This has been your spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. alert, Spoiler alert. Sound the alarm. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, As usual, we like to mention that Mass Effect 2 was released in 2010 for both the PC and Xbox 360 and for the PS3 in 2011. Developer was Bioware, publisher was Electronic Arts, and the head writers were Mac Walters and Drew Carpichine. The writing team consisted of Luke Christiansen, Chris Leitwal, Patrick Weeks, Malcolm Azania, Chris Hepl- Chris Hepler. Why does that one always give me trouble? Chris Hepler, Brian Kindrigan, and Jay Turner. Uh, the voices of Fem Shep and Male Shep are respectively Jennifer Hale and Mark Mears. Woo-hoo. Yay! Uh, this is one of the female-only romance options, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jennifer Hale is our voice of choice uh, for this particular episode and all episodes because we are all femship. Femship? <laughs> yeah, we're femship for life over here. But uh, uh, we'll obviously be covering Mass Effect 2 in this particular episode. Um, for a quick recap of what Mass Effect 2 entails, uh, Mass Effect 2 is set in a futuristic Milky Way where mass relays, technology allowing for faster-than-light travel, have faster allowed the human race travel. <laughs> have allowed the light. human race to expand outward from our Earth and into a society filled with other advanced races. Other and advanced races. races. And is obviously a continuation from Mass Effect 1. Mass continuation Effect from one. Mass Effect 1. Yeah. In a world. <laughs> in a world ruled by the Normandy. <laughs> in a world ruled by a game starting with Shepard dying and being brought back to life by a pro-human organization called Cerberus. Uh, (laughs) like the dog of hell (laughs) your your shepherd is forced uh without having much of a choice to face the new threat with backing from cerberus as their main um supporter throughout this game uh you use their resources to assemble a new team with some old familiar faces as well as some new ones and maybe Find love along the way. Find love along the way. Finding love. Yeah. 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 And so Jacob was voiced by Adam Lazar White. Um, Y'all, he cute. I think he's real cute. He looks better with a beard. Like, he doesn't look bad, (laughs) but he looks great with a beard. His voice is good, too. He has a very smooth smooth. voice throughout this. I feel kind of bad that they didn't make his character more exciting <laughs> to I go know. along with yeah. Because I feel like this guy put in a lot of work for this voice. But he they did. didn't give him anything good to work with. Nothing of any substance. It was yeah. so insubstantial. Well, yeah. there were some emotions. <laughs> there were emotions. A I, little I, bit. 
but like they didn't give him the spice that they nope. give Listen, every other character. <laughs> Jacob Taylor has one of the most complicated and deep backstory. I can't even finish it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I just uh, I can't. <laughs> but um, as a view on Jacob Taylor. He is a Cerberus lieutenant. Uh, mm-hmm. He was a lieutenant over the Lazarus Project, which is the project that brought Shepard back to life uh, from their death at the very beginning of this game. And he's also a human biotic. Um, yes. Did we have any alien biotics in this game, now that I'm thinking about it? Not really. Uh, no. Because you can't get Liara this time around. Yeah, and um, I don't recall anybody else having biotic powers except yeah, I'm for looking at the list. Yeah. Uh, yeah Samara was... or Morinth. Oh, oh that's yeah. Right. Okay. Right. We do Samara. have some. Yeah. She's super cool. Yeah, whichever one you decide to take, they're both biotics. Yeah. I keep forgetting that they were here on, in this game yeah. out of all of them. We'll get there eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The alphabet is long and full of terrors. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, But we can probably uh, jump really quickly uh, sort of through Jacob's plot and kind of what goes on there. Yeah, we Um, got a couple sentences. Yeah. (laughs) To give him a little bit more substance for you guys here, um, he is a former Alliance Marine. um, So he does have that in common with Shepard and is something they chat about. Uh, He sort of jumped away from the Alliance and joined Cerberus after the uh, massacre of Eden Prime, basically, and Shepard rescuing uh, the Citadel. Um, He makes a bunch of comments in your discussions about how the Alliance sort of handled that. Um, Mm. Well, and he was was in some sort of, like, Black Ops type underground situation. So, like... Yeah. So that the Alliance had full deniability if, if his team got caught, which is which, interesting. Yeah. He's basic. He was basically like a privateer pirate. Yes. Which was like, they're called the Corsairs, obviously mm-hmm. a ship reference. Um, <laughs> and what? literally, yeah, <laughs> literally, uh, they hired uh, independent space captains to privateer and do missions for them without the Alliance having to admit that it was their orders to do culpable that. Basically the deniability. It's basically yeah. the Delta Green of the Alliance. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Except Delta Green is real. What? No. Oh. Ooh. We're but not after, supposed to know that. Yeah. Know what? <laughs> so after the destruction of the first Normandy, which happened at the opening of this game, mm-hmm. where Shepard was spaced and then uh, meteored onto a planet. Um, <laughs> Wait, Miranda, I forget. Does she become the meteor or I'm sorry, does Shepard become the meteor or does she get hit with a meteor? Because I forget. She, she becomes the, the meteor. meteor. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. And she loses air in space and suffocates and then enters a planet atmosphere in street strikes the ground. Oh my goodness. Strikes the ground with utmost force. And yeah. some fucking way they're yeah. able to put Humpty Dumpty back together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, there is Mr. Robot in the DC universe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> cyborg. True. Yeah, cyborg. Um, so short, shortly after that uh, destruction of the first Normandy, Miranda hires Jacob um, to come work for the Lazarus Project as the lieutenant, um, which is helping resurrect Shepard. So at the very beginning of the game, you do get contact with Jacob as like the first person you sort of run into after Miranda wakes you up and tells you that the station is under attack. Um, I would say just as a side note, what I was learning in researching this a little bit, apparently Jacob and Miranda had a thing. Yes. That actually was implied during the romance, but it was like really subtle. I actually, Ethan was watching the videos with me and I was like, wait, are they implying that Jacob and Miranda boinked at one point? And he goes, I didn't get that at all. And I was like, no, I'm pretty sure because I Googled it. And then, yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah, I didn't get that either, but I'm not real good at getting stuff like that sometimes. He says something to the effect of, like, she needed a better man than me or whatever. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, that freaking line. Yeah. Because she made a reference to some promises between them, which is why she gave him the information that started off his loyalty mission mm-hmm. um, on the DL. She gave it to him. Um, 
and then revealed after the loyalty mission was over that she's the one that sent it to him um, to keep an old promise. And he was like, yeah, I don't know what promise she was talking about. Her memory is a lot better than mine. <laughs> um, but uh, his, memory, his memory must be so bad because all of his life is mostly boring. Seriously. Um, but <laughs> so she hires him in. Um, I'm assuming during the project is probably where they mostly had this romance thing going on um, before it sort of broke up. Um, but he was in charge of the security over at the Lazarus research station. Um, then uh, when you are going through in the very opening of the game and fighting your way out, you get a better feel of uh, Jacob as a character. Mm -hmm. And he's like pretty honest right from the get-go. He's the one that wants to tell you before you get off the station that this is a Cerberus operation. Mm -hmm. um, he's kind of portrayed as a very sort of upright, like straightforward person. He's very person. closed off. He does not like sharing. Yeah. yeah. He's not a big fan of it. And if you push mm -hmm. too hard, he's like, yeah, we're done. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think Miranda kind of makes a subtle pot shot at him um, sort of in that opening section because when you do get to the end station where you're about to leave, um, one of the project scientists has been accompanying you throughout mm, this time and Wilson. trying to get you to leave Miranda at the station. <laughs> but as you're about to leave, the door Well, he's trying to Miranda imply that Miranda's there. probably dead because she was in yeah. Yeah. D-block, D-wing, whatever, the D-wing. D, I think it was yeah. uh, D as in dog. Um, but she like just point blank shoots him as soon as the door opens. <laughs> yeah, that's probably my favorite Miranda moment. I know we're talking about Jacob right now, but that was pretty badass. Just like, well, yeah. And then Jacob is like, what the fuck, Miranda? <laughs> she's like, well, he betrayed us. He's a traitor. And she's like, and then Shepard has the chance to say, yeah, I had a feeling he was just waiting for a chance to put a bullet or a slug in my back. And Miranda's like, yeah, some people are too trusting. I'm glad that you noticed that. I felt like that was a dig. Oh, it Jacob. totally was. And then <laughs> because, like not two seconds later, she says something about people's consciences. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like whatever. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, like an like, expat right off the Can I just say here. like, I would never want to be Miranda's ex. Like even if even if like she broke up with me, I would I would change my fucking name. I would get my face surgically altered. I would At least just, I wouldn't like, work with her anymore. I would switch jobs. I'd get a transfer oh, to another facility. Yeah, or something. I, I would transfer to the other side of the Milky Way just because yeah. I'd be afraid she'd go after me. She I'm not probably would go after you even on the other side of the Milky Way. Right, which is why I would change my identity, completely change my face, probably make myself shorter somehow. I don't know. <laughs> like You know, I don't know because with Miranda, she seems like even keeled enough to where if you screw her over, she's like, you don't exist anymore unless yeah. I literally have to deal with you for some reason or another. Except for her fight with Jack, which is just – I just, well, I that just was sort of exacerbated by both sides. <laughs> I, know, I, I just don't still... want, I don't want Miranda to make me cry. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> that's really fair. what it is. <laughs> that's, that's I'm kind of scared of Miranda. I'm not going to yeah. lie. <laughs> she is a badass. She is. Um, but I feel like that... Jacob should be scary and he's not. Yeah. No. no. Well, like he, whatever. Here's my sort of thought because after this scene, when you're going through the game, you have a chance to talk to Jacob and it's very bland. Like he passes information back and forth. He tells you that he's an only child. Um, like all of this stuff he gives you information on and you can't remember it because it's, there's nothing like that sticks out. Does no. he any ever, of it? Does he ever mention his mom? I believe he mentioned that she, he mentions her once and I honestly yeah. don't even fucking remember what he said. It was yeah. either that she is just back on earth or that she's dead. Like those are. I think she's I alive remember. because he talks like he didn't really see his dad a lot. Even before his dad went missing for like 10 years. Yeah, like he hadn't his, talked to his dad his, three years before. Because his dad was a space captain, right? Uh, no, he was like a first officer. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. but he was, yeah, oh, that's right. But we'll he was in that. space a lot, yeah. Yeah, here we go. The, I um, found a wiki on Andrea Taylor. <laughs> wow. Oh, wait. 
this is a different Andrea Taylor because I wouldn't be surprised if it's uh, she wasn't even a named character. <laughs> yeah, no, I think this is a different person. Yeah, yeah. pretty positive they don't even name her. Yep, that sounds about right. But what is a good thing about this is um, there's some characters that give you a lot of don't trust Cerberus. Cerberus is kind of like shady and even he as a Cerberus operative is like hesitant to be friendly with Shepard because uh-huh. he's like I'm so used to Cerberus like putting a friendly face on when they are like trying to get information from you or just trying to buddy up to you because they're mostly a spy terrorist network um, but that he trusts Shepard because Shepard is Shepard like come on um, everybody knows Shepard's mostly a straight shooter and just gets shit done Right, um, and Shepard's not Cerberus. Yeah, they and Shepard doesn't have a need to buddy up to people like that because yeah. Shepard will just be like, "Oh, you don't want to help me? Well, then get the hell out of my way." Right, <laughs> because <laughs> they're gonna get shit done no matter what. Um, but it's interesting that they put a Cerberus operative on the ship that isn't totally cool with Cerberus like he doesn't like how their system works he doesn't like some of the things that they've done this but is he, he likes how they can kind of just do whatever the hell they want mm-hmm. that's the rub that's yeah. kind of like if you talk to um this is going to be an awful metaphor but it's what I <laughs> equate to it. It's like if you're talking to somebody who works for a municipality versus someone in the private sector like if you're talking to say like engineers engineers with the municipality are like okay i'm doing this i'm doing this i'm doing that okay i got to talk to this person before we do this and before we do this we got to talk to this person and like there's a whole shit ton of steps where Mm -hmm. somebody in the private sector doesn't have to worry about that as much yeah like they can just say okay i got to do this who we got they don't have to deal with the bullshit of the bureaucracy right right and like that's a huge thing like how I even deal with that in my job sometimes. <laughs> like if I'm dealing with some sewers and they happen to go into Greenfield, oh, got to talk to Greenfield before we follow it anymore. Yeah. So like, well, and I think the, the, the big thing though, that does make sense, like that they would leave Jacob on this team, even though he isn't fully down with, with Cerberus's shit is he is like wildly, um, uh, honorable just very yeah. like he's very straightforward and principled yes. is what i would say yeah like, he has very specific ideas for how things that should be done and i think one of the things that's kind of weird is he's even keeled mm-hmm. like i think of all of the characters we've had overall on the ship he's probably the calmest and most like chill he's so fucking chill <laughs> yeah he's, su- he's pretty super chill like yeah. and he Mm-hmm. Uh, but and I think that's probably why they do keep him on, mm-hmm. even though he does. And I'm sure he's vocal about his distaste for how things are run and how kind of shady it is. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he'll be like, "This is shady, but this is my job, and I'm going to mm-hmm. do it to make sure you don't do anything more shady." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like that. A good sign too is like, there's a lot of things that if Shepard makes that decision, he's got Shepard's back. Mm-hmm. Like, and I haven't watched a Renegade playthrough to see sort of how that runs, but I feel like it's probably overall him just siding with Shepard mm-hmm. because they have him as such a calm character, mm-hmm. which is why everybody keeps forgetting about him when they talk about characters right. in the Mass Effect series because <laughs> well, he doesn't have a lot of disputes. No. no, and he the only really dispute that he'll have with Shepard when you're talking to him is if Shepard pushes too hard on trying to get to figure out what his problems are. I will say, I know he does not like Thane. When you first pick up Thane, he's very Mm. distrustful um, Mm. because Thane is a mercenary. Mm -hmm. Um, How does it make him any different than Jacob? Jacob is not a mercenary. Jacob is not like, I'm murdering people for money. It's Mm -hmm. he's furthering furthering Cerberus's goals. He's working for a privatized military organization. So I think he thinks of it because when they talk about mercenaries in the Mass Effect universe, they're usually talking about like the Blue Suns Mm -hmm. or one of those tiny factions that hire themselves out to bigger factions. Like those tiny factions don't normally have their own means that they're going for Mm goal-wise. They're just 
there to be pointed at somebody. Make that money! Whereas Cerberus is kind of like more of an organization that's working towards a goal that isn't just shoot and kill these people. It's we want humans to be the dominant species in the galaxy because humans are great, Um, (laughs) which is a shitty goal. Um, But is their overarching goal, you know? They're not just, like, pointing and shooting at people. They're also trying to help out colonies. And if they hear a colony is in a distress, this is something where they don't bring it up to the galaxy. They just go in and help them, Mm -hmm. you know? which is sort of buying them points with the humans, but also causing issues because they aren't talking about anything with what's happening. They're very unhinged. Yeah. Yes. Mm. The terrorism plots also aren't great for their image, but you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's a lot. Yeah. I think Cerberus is not a great organization and they, it starts out in mass effect one. Yeah. They're trash. They're yeah. It's, Mm -hmm. I mean, they didn't exactly get Shepard's approval to bring her back to life. So Nope. But I will say one bonus for Jacob that I liked is in his efforts to tell Shepard to stop asking him how he's doing. Um, he's like, well, let's turn it around on you. How are you handling it? Mm-hmm. Like what sort of like traumas are you keeping under wraps? And I'm sorry, does anybody ever ask about how Shepard's no doing? No one because... ever asks how Shepard is, except <laughs> is... for Jacob. <laughs> this yeah. is the problem I had in Dragon Age Origins, because I was like, I'm helping you motherfuckers out with all of your shit. I am having a lot of problems myself, <laughs> and uh-huh. I get that you're on my team to end the blight, but um, I'm sorry. In <laughs> Origins, you can talk to Alistair about your nightmares, but that's it. Like, that's yeah, literally yeah, it. Yeah. And that's you having to do, like, that's having something to do with the Grey Warden. Right. Not like his, not like a personal quest for your character in particular, which, Bioware, add a personal quest <laughs> that you can drag your companion on right. to help resolve something for the player character's personal life, just to make this seem a little bit more even, please, and thank Seriously. you. <laughs> Actually, yeah, how great would it be to, like, whether it's an old friend or something like you have to go help an old friend and you bring your new love interest to mm-hmm. do that with you it, it it would create so much extra intimacy doesn't that help doesn't that happen when you uh go to one of the colonies and you see Caden yeah but that's seeing Caden <laughs> yeah that's not like that's not purposeful Mm-mm. that's not good because no. he just yells at you <laughs> He's and he's a, a bitch. douche. Yeah. And then he's like, how dare you move on from me after you've been dead for two years and I, I have was, another love interest. I was dead, asshole. Right. <laughs> also, Luckily, I really, they really should have had, for the, for the answer to, let's turn this around, what, you know, what's getting you, there should have been the answer for just, ha, 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 ha. Right. <laughs> like, there just should have been a... There just should have been a just ridiculous laughter and continue yeah. the conversation. Yeah. yeah. Like, I did appreciate did one of the options. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate one of the options was to talk to him about your survivor's guilt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he responds by telling you that that's what separates someone like Shepard from the elusive man. And as soon as you lose that compassion and that like empathy, um, empathy that's how you become so awful and terrible. Like the great man. Jacob line, by yes, the way. That was Thank you, really Jacob, for that. There's also um, within that same conversation, you also have the chance to say, like, um, I died, and I would, I got to come back. Like, I got to come back. What's the point of me being able to come back? Why did I deserve that? Like, now that I've done that time is different for me than everybody else. It just feels like a few weeks, but all of these people that I used to be so close with in my crew have broken apart and gone gone to different areas Mm -hmm. and they're different people now. And Jacob is like, just straight up like, yeah, I totally get it. You know? And I got to tell you, after knowing you, I can tell that the reason that they've changed so much is because they have had to lose you. 
I wrote this down because it's my favorite Jacob quote, actually. Hey, yay. I feel sorry for those people, Shepard. I know why they, you know why they all changed? They lost you. I get how hard that would be. Mm-hmm. That like, is a that, good one. That's just such a good line. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. So, like, Jacob's character is boring as hell, but... There's good he's, shit in as there. Soon as, as, yes. As soon as you get into a romance with him, he's very caring and very... Um, Supportive. Very eloquently uh, open about yeah. it. Like, it's not like any... He's not trying to hide it. There's so many times where he goes, I'm not good at words. And you're like, oh, the fuck you aren't. You just, like, yeah. made my heart go squish. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Which is, like, I feel so bad that all of this additional stuff, like he could have been like the best romance in this mm-hmm. game. If they built him out and spent more time on him and yeah. given him some like conflicts to resolve outside of the loyalty mission, because that mm-hmm. was traumatizing as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, that was fucked up. Oh boy. Yeah. The video. Okay. Uh, when we get into that one, I'll, yeah. I'll talk about it. Yeah. So I think like, for all of this stuff building him out, there wasn't anything to cause, like, change. Mm -mm. There wasn't... So what is so memorable about some characters is growth. Mm -hmm. He sort of just kept the same sort of personality and everything throughout the entire game. Nothing in here really changed him and even the romance didn't really change him he just wildly even killed he just yeah yeah i mean the the conversations are all satisfying yeah yeah i do appreciate they built a little bit more intimacy like they did with thane every time you talk to him after after you initiate the romance he holds your hand and like you Mm -hmm. that those are the things that like build in to an actual romance in my opinion mm-hmm. within a video game whereas like with freaking garris every single time after you've initiated the romance he's just like oh yeah what up i'm calibrating the flippity what's it yeah <laughs> for garris it feels like they did more of um a last minute shoehorn mm-hmm. into making sure they got that in there because they knew everybody wanted that sweet sweet grasshopper action yeah, all of the Turian love that they could get. Yeah. Um, and they created this more as an actual romance for the game, but they didn't spend time on the actual character uh, depth of his yes. character, I yeah. should say. Like, you give him a very surface level, even temperament, you don't get a lot of intimate growth besides mm-hmm. the building of in- intimacy in general um, he, he moves very very quickly from i don't really feel like talking about myself we should keep this professional and then it, it just slides in so e- there's no fighting there's no like back and forth with it it's just like okay well we've been hanging out for a while yeah sure okay let's <laughs> let's do romance thing and bonus like, though Here's a consensual human relationship. I liked that right. about it after going through that Jack nightmare. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. That, yeah. <laughs> they just, like, tried to... I think this was the problem. They had these two new love interests, and they made Jack as spicy as they could to the point of making it over-seasoned with... Um, bullshit. Bullshit, yeah. Too much. And then they didn't have enough spice left over for Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> they used all the Chipotle in Jack's storyline yes. and yeah. none of the Chipotle in uh, in Jacob's. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of the romance for Jacob does build after his loyalty mission, so we should probably go into that oh, nightmare. God. Um, this, this is going to take of, some unpacking. This yeah. was one of those missions where I wish I just could have started shooting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the first place, and just be like, you know what? I don't need to ho- know all the horrible things that's happened here. Yeah, you look like a victim. I'm gonna grab you, and we're gonna just fucking shoot everybody else, and we're gonna go. Yeah, yeah. The storyline that Jacob's father created yeah. this disgusting, creep ass harem yep. of brain addled women because they've been poisoned for what is it, mm. eight years and three hundred and twenty yep. days or whatever the fuck it is. Like, mm-hmm. it's horrifying. It's terrifying. Yeah. It's horrifying. 
So to catch all you listeners up, the start of this loyalty mission is Jacob receives a disturbing message through Cerberus channels, um, which we'll find was from Miranda, um, but at the time, we're not sure where it came from. And the elusive man is not happy that that, that, that information was passed to him. Yeah, because yeah. it, it was a distress call, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They, did, they lit their beacon for a distress call after 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So his father, Ronald Taylor, um, went missing 10 years ago along with that starship he was serving on as I think it was a first officer. Um, Mm -hmm. And now they're finally getting a distress signal um, in like, uh, I forget what the name of the system was. Um, Uh, Alpha Alpha Draconis. Okay. I'm so mad that they put a cool dragon reference with this shitty loyalty mission. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and obviously Jacob wants to go and answer this distress signal. Um, he talks about how it's probably not automated um, because of the way it sort of came through. And when you get there, uh, you start learning that all of these people that you're running into at first are very adult and like um, messed up in the head and there's like talking to somebody who's had a really bad concussion and expecting them to be able to talk microeconomics it's just not gonna work (laughs) well and they just can't quite put their thoughts into sentences is what it Mm -hmm. seems like yeah Yeah. and you work your way through on uh this planet um where you discover the ship crashed Mm -hmm. and then you reach an area that you start going oh there's a lot of women here. I'm not seeing any men. Mm-hmm. What's up with that? And somebody gains enough like consciousness to give you a log that they've kept as a record of what happened. Mm-hmm. And you find out that sort of after the crash, a lot of the food was um, messed up and toxic. Uh, and the captain on the starship had died so command went to jacob's father ronald taylor mm-hmm. um stuff the, started getting messed up yeah the first thing that really tipped me off that all oh, this is going to be fucked up is when the females like all of the women saw jacob taylor mm-hmm. and they were terrified of him yeah. And I'm well, like, they instantly are like, you have his face. Yeah. And I'm like, face. oh, no, 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 yeah. no. And I'm sorry, any game where you go into like an all woman thing, I'm like, okay, here comes the rape metaphors, metaphors yep. and storylines. And, and they always veil it. They can never just come out and what it's always veiled. Yeah. Which. Yeah. This either also, deal with it or don't, y'all. Like that's the second storyline that has like rape pretty heavily attached to it. Like Yeah, what the shit? Yep. This like, is really, uh, the what second the fuck? One. What the um, fuck, writers? Yeah. Like, Can we not have rape in my fucking sci-fi game? And please? it's like multiple things because you go on loyalty missions no matter what, basically, yeah. as you are filling your friendometer, basically. So here's another one that has uh, sharp rape connotations. And you find out that he split the food up into toxic and non-toxic and kept the food for himself and the officers. Yeah. And basically went, well, we want the workers. You can eat this food as you go about your repairs. And then once we have everything up and running, we'll be able to send out a signal to get help over here. Well, and the the line that got me was they said they split up the women amongst the officers like pets. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, y'all, did thing. we need to put that in this game? Yeah, like that's necessary. That was a really good necessary point of the story. I mean, that is totally a thing that doesn't set back. I'm just so pissed about it. Like, yeah. this was not fucking necessary. Yeah. This entire fucking plot was not necessary. Yep. Because I don't understand what, if you want a plot where Jacob's dad turns out to be a piece of shit that abused his authority and poisoned all of the other crewmates, that's fine. I don't understand why you had to bring uh, hurting 
addled and uh, docile women into it by splitting them up amongst people. Well, first of all, you had to make sure they will they were docile and addled, so you yeah. made them that way, and yeah. then you yep. fucking split them up. Yeah. Oh, I wish this was one of those missions where you could just start shooting and just. Mm. Yeah, and especially yeah. like. They lay it out to where they noticed that people were starting to get docile. And after this decision first came through, people fought back against it. Yeah. But somehow it was the men only. Yep. And so they exiled the men. Yeah, because the men were getting aggressive as opposed mm-hmm. to docile. Yeah. So they were so, threats. First of all, I'm confused as to how something would affect only men in that way. It's... It's heavily implied Sexism. that it has, it, it's heavily implied that it has something to do with um, hormones and that yeah. the the toxic food messes with people's hormones and men's hormones cause them to be more aggressive while the women's hormones turn them into these docile whatever. It's, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, it's you know, blatant, blatant misogyny, but yeah, because you yeah. know, women just want to serve and be quiet and not <laughs> say anything. Because that's what estrogen does. Like, I'm getting a fucking fire. beer. I'm gonna be right back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, she actually, she's actually doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do we want to power through it real quick so Sarah doesn't have to hear us go through the sure, sure. dastardly details? So. Then once the docility happens, they start splitting these women amongst the first officers and uh, him, Taylor. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after everything's fixed, you basically see that the other officers besides Ronald Taylor were exiled or executed. Mm -hmm. So now he just has a harem of all of these women that he has amongst himself. And now that it's been so long, Ronald Taylor finally lights the beacon for assistance as help to get off this planet. Because he's starting to run out of decent food. Yeah. Now that his little vacation is done. Um, So once you do get to Taylor, he tries to lie. Jacob does not handle it well. Oh, no. (laughs) He's saying that everybody fought back against them, and uh, that's why all of this screwed up shit is happening. Mm -hmm. And Pops doesn't recognize him right away, which Yeah, which is great. Yeah. That's super fucking man of the year. That actually was a really cool moment, I thought. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um. (laughs) (laughs) um i actually really really appreciated when jacob was like do you really want to say this right now do you want to lie to my face and he goes who the fuck are you basically he's like commander you let your people talk like this jacob taylor and you're like okay bond james bond yeah his voice okay yeah if there's one thing you're fucking good at it is that that <laughs> that yeah. like legit it's oh, just oh it hits you and it's they just could have, no. if they would have made it where everybody was docile and adult and they just made them build them homes and bring them coconut water that's perfectly fine well i mean not perfectly fine but it's, but it's a little better it's a little yeah better. like it's if better. they just treated them like slaves or something like that that's still Which super is still not great super fucked up but right. it isn't raping people right it isn't just who can't defend themselves yeah Fucking, oh god so and the thing i watched one of the the playthrough that i watched mm-hmm. this is super not the decision that i made i went paragon option but this person <laughs> apparently was super cool with um just putting a bullet so, in his head uh Allowing him, actually, basically forcing him to kill himself. Yeah. Oh yeah, I did that. that. I was horrified I that. by that. I had him put in jail. Oh, that, I I yeah. had him kill himself. Oh boy, that yeah. I was not. I wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. I, my playthrough, I was like, choke yourself. You're a piece of shit. Yeah. That I don't well, know. The way that they put that about too was really good because they basically were like, we're leaving you here. And gave kingdom. him a gun, and he's like, "This charged. only has, this only, this doesn't have enough charge to protect me from these people." And it's like, it's not for them. Yeah. And then he shoots himself. That which just is, feels like it feels like Garrus's mission, where you have to make that choice, right, between whether you let him murder what's his nuts or not, mm-hmm. 
And but Garrus is actually has fallout for whichever yeah. choice you pick. Jacobs, it doesn't matter which choice you pick. You get like a tiny little dialogue thing afterwards, just being like, so you made that decision and that's it. I hate yeah. that. That's frustrating as fuck. This should be a really big deal for Jacob. And it's well, not. Like he said, he already thought his dad was dead. Right. Like it was just 10 years too early. Mm-hmm. But that's still, like, that's got to bring some shit up. Like, not everybody has that kind of emotion toward it. It's also one of those things where they're showing him so even keeled that it's like he doesn't have a big reaction to See, anything. I don't know if that even counts as even killed. I think that might be just kind of like repressed, repressed. emotion and yes. like, yeah, like repression of emotion and just absolute denial as to how serious the situation is and how mm-hmm. fucked up it is. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, I, that's another one of the things that makes this romance not great for me is you don't get the, any sort of like, hey, you can lean on me when you're going yeah. through a rough thing. It's mm-hmm. just, Hey, how are you feeling about that thing? And he's like, meh. Like, I'm not. (laughs) Okay. I'm um, not feeling about that thing. That's healthy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay. Right. So your dad, we just gave your dad a gun and he shot himself. How do you feel about that? Exactly. Right. Meh. Meh. Mm -hmm. Meh. (laughs) Yeah. It's rough. (laughs) Like, there's not. Right. There's not a lot of um, depth. Like, they don't give you, like, the actual intimacy of a relationship is supporting each other. Mm -hmm. And this support that you get in this game is professional. Like, Mm -hmm. it's all professional support. You don't get in depth with how people are feeling about stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, he has this opportunity and does support Shepard when you do have Shepard give them an idea of how they're faring with that stuff. But that's also not an in-depth conversation because... Mm -hmm. As a player character, you don't have a lot that you can give there right. <laughs> in terms yeah. of build up, which is why they don't have them supporting the player as much. But that's like that kind of stuff is not a healthy relationship. No. If you are in like a relationship non platonic, you're expected to have some give and take there. Right. <laughs> like that's healthy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck, man. I just didn't realize how pissed off I was about all of the fucking plots that yep. happened. Yep. Yeah. And that, so the one, there is one thing I really like about Jacob's character and that he is extremely like in awe of Shepard. Yeah. Um, and he holds her in very, very high regard. And I appreciate that. Like their relationship is definitely one of like mutual respect. And he definitely, even within the romance scenes, it's almost like he's in awe that he gets to be with Shepard. It's a little weird because I I was thinking of it kind of like a Sleeping Beauty type thing. Like he was guarding over her and now she's awake and now he's got like, oh, I've been... <laughs> I'm just really glad they didn't go the like, I imagined what we like when we had dinner together Ooh, when we were sleeping. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. You know what's good though? They avoided that by making it not even in Jacob's mind until yes. Shepard brings it up. Yeah, because he's like, I was... Yeah, he's all business until Shepard's like, we should uh, we should look Taylor. into doing doing this, and he's and like, then he's like, oh, oh, all right. oh, okay. I didn't even think of that. Well, yeah. I thought of it, but I didn't think it. But I wait, no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which was the only time that Jacob stumbled over himself. I feel yes. like in this entire story, yeah, yeah. He's like, now that I sound stupid, what I mean is, <laughs> yeah. which I appreciate. Everybody knows I'm a sucker for people who don't know how to speak correctly. Um, Tawny? Or wait, Jordan? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say something really so Sarah, dumb. obviously that's why I like Sarah. <laughs> if I were single, you and I would be total like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's so fucking awkward. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> sorry I, did i completely derail your comment that you're about to make sarah oh god, that was the comment that i was gonna make okay okay oh good god. perfect i'm glad that i jumped on it correctly <laughs> it's funny because brad's like brad what brad's like sarah why are you always hitting on jordan <laughs> 
I know it's hard. People just can't help it. I understand. You're just so amazing. I, I can't, can't stop. Won't I can't stop. stop. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know how to stop. Probably tripped over myself uh. if I did. <laughs> but um, I am going to say, though, um, going towards the Omega 4 relay, which is like the final sort of run for the game. It's kind Jacob, of like the Omega 6 relay, but it doesn't do anything for your heart. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh. um, Jacob does go to Shepard. He like they do like this little thing where he's like, "Oh, I just snuck into the captain's quarters." Yep. And then it gets to my favorite line, which is, um, "I just had it up. I had it up. Um, I'm not going to do so the whole Jacob. one. Hey-oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, where he goes, heavy risk, but the prize <laughs> for being able to sneak yeah, into the quarters. Yeah. I'm like, bro, you're so smooth. You're so like, good. Like sneaking into the captain's quarters." Yeah. <laughs> and here was a sex scene that didn't make me super uncomfortable. I agree. Um, <laughs> I actually really appreciate it. Now, this one. here's the thing. I think Jacob is the only romance character that takes off his shirt. Yes. Oh, and them abs though. He's Girl. Bill. Yeah. Oh my god. I like yes, it. he's a, yes, he's a video game character. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> but they mm. made him look good. They designed him well. Fine. And I'm going to say I appreciate how the music during this scene is not as awkward and awful as so much better everything else it's just good background music yeah Yeah, it's just like it's just background music yeah just like good nobody's crying i also kind of appreciated that this romance scene had shepherd in charge kind of like yeah she pushes him back on the bed and like climbs up on top like you you know here's the thing that i kind of was thinking about because as it comes to bioware romances i almost always think of everybody's favorite freddie prince jr please come on our podcast please on our podcast please come on our podcast thanks um and thinking about that i think what they try to do with jacob and shepherd might be a lead up to that kind of uh uh, dominant submissive type mm-hmm. of thing you get with Iron Bull. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because there's the Mr. Taylor yes. that mm-hmm. comes from Shepard all the time. and But um, there's so much respect within it. I oh, love yeah, that. For like, sure. I love well, that's that. A, that's the thing. Like when you get to dominant submissive stuff, like the actual like <sighs> real stuff, yeah. it is about respect and it's yes. about trust and all that good fun stuff. Well, and I think that's so, one of the things they do so well with yeah. the Iron Bull, which is a discussion for another day. Oh yeah, that's yeah. going to be like three episodes. <laughs> right. I'm sure. Yeah. However, this definitely. I agree. I think this is a like a good nod to that. Like there's. Yeah. Start, I mean, this is 2011, right? Like. Right. You know. Um. So it's a good little nod. It's a good little mm-hmm. nod that they have that that kind of relationship. Yeah, they're kind of building that. Mm-hmm. And they did um really well with kind of circling around this relationship and it culminating um, with having that respect. And this Mm -hmm. is also where the line was with there. He isn't very wordy, but he doesn't even have to say it because his actions show what he's feeling. I think he says, I will, you will always know how I feel about you when I look at you. And I was like, Ooh, in play but in real life people tell people how you feel yeah it's oh yeah please don't we're not mind readers he says that immediately after talking about how much he likes you so yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) some of us are idiots like me who don't even realize when they're being hit on at a bar so be obvious yeah (laughs) but there's something adam lazar white has such like a little smolder to his voice when he says some of those lines and you're like this is he is so good. Yeah, my tummy got a little like butterfly. Yeah. Like there were a little like, oh, that feels warm. <laughs> um, yeah, like it, it was very he with what he worked well with what he had. Yes. Mm-hmm. It wasn't his fault his character wasn't more in depth. Yes. <laughs> and the thing with that was kind of interesting throughout this is Shepard says I love you. Mm-hmm. And that was this scene, right? The I think so. Yeah, I think it was this scene. I keep switching up the ending scene and this yeah. one. Um, but he kind of teases her when she says, I love you. Like, oh, the guy's back in boob 
boot camp used to say that whoever said that first uh, was the loser. But <laughs> I feel like you saying it to me was calculated and trying to see how I would react and all that stuff, mm-hmm. which I didn't see a renegade playthrough. But apparently if you do renegade, you do a renegade option mm-hmm. off of this conversation, you can get him to say he loves you. Mm. And I was like, Ugh. Why couldn't I find that anywhere? Why would that be a renegade option, man? Yeah. It's just interesting. Yeah. Like, the renegade is more aggressive. Yeah. So I feel like if you push him more, that would kind of be him responding to that aggressiveness, you Mm -hmm. know? And that, uh, not necessarily aggressiveness, but more uh, confident. Forward. pushing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the Paragon sort of playthrough is more optimistic, Mm -hmm. (laughs) honestly. So I feel like you as a paragon tend to let things go. Yes. Like, and not push back on stuff a lot, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then, yeah. And then you get, you actually with Jacob get a wrap up scene where he talks about, he's interested in spending more time with you when shit wraps up. What the fuck? Af- this is after you survive the mission. After like, surviving this is- the mission. This is exactly what we've wanted with all of the other characters. Like Can you give it to us with the blandest, lamest character? I'm super excited like, to thanks, see if guys. they do this with anybody else. Because yeah. maybe they do it with Miranda too because these are both Cerberus operatives. But like, come on. This is what we want. This is the sunset scene at the end yep. of the game that, you know, gives you the opportunity to say, yes, I want to be with you. I want to spend time with you. I don't want this to just be from the adrenaline of being on this life or death mission that we're under. And like during this scene, you can call off the relationship or confirm that this relationship is it for you, Mm -hmm. which I'm guessing they're doing in case you want to go back to romancing Ashley or Caden or Liara for the next game. So they aren't carry through romances, mm-hmm. but like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just like so much that they put this scene in. Like <laughs> I was totally just like kind of uh, about yeah. Jacob. Like it's a very sweet romance, but I wouldn't replay the entire game mm-hmm. to have this romance. No, nope. like, Bioware answered my prayers nine years ago by <laughs> putting this in there and having this end point, like this cap. I'm curious. I paid almost zero attention to Jacob and Mass Effect 3, and I'm very curious to see how this does carry through. Like, yeah, is he be interesting. interesting in Mass Effect 3, or is he still just very, very eloquent and pretty and nothing else? <laughs> like, <laughs> insubstantial. <laughs> like, I'm pretty positive I killed... Jacob in my at the end of Mass Effect 2. Oh no. So, I was so focused on Garrus during this game that I just did not give any single fucks about mm-hmm. anything else. I made it through mm-hmm. keeping literally everyone alive my first time um, before I had to go break up with. Anyhow, I yeah. accidentally Sorry. killed Jack. I accidentally killed you. Jack. I just know. Yeah. I, yeah, I killed Jack too. I don't think I <laughs> ever even brought her thir- through into the third game because I used three. this. I just used this, my killing Jack playthrough as my follow-through because I romanced Garrus during that playthrough. I'm very excited to see how y'all react to Jack in 3 when we get there. Um, And I'm very interested to see how Jacob is in 3 because I have no idea. I paid zero attention to him because I was... Uh, like who cares no one cares it's jacob taylor <laughs> so far the only person i'm not looking forward to seeing in three is ashley so no. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of a given yeah. but i think um with that was there uh i think we all already did our sort of best quotes from the game yeah, yeah i mean like there the aren't most? any good ones there's not a lot there's yeah. not a lot uh take did some you... time was my yeah. favorite that got repeated yeah multiple times yeah in the yeah. jacob playthrough. we're gonna take some time when we're, we're gonna done with take this. some time okay yeah. we're gonna take some time i'll take some you time with you take some time we're gonna I'll take yeah. some time <laughs> with you jacob taylor was that your favorite moment from the character or plot in the game you know uh, 
I like I liked the I, I said it earlier, but I like that I feel sorry for those other people, Shepard. Know why they all changed. They lost you. I get how hard that would be. That actually I, yeah. like that was a great scene. It, this might sound silly. But that kind of that line kind of makes me feel like, oh, people would miss me if I left too. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna stay. Like yeah. it just yeah, you know, it just kind of it's a, just a good line. You could yeah. say that to a friend. You could say that to somebody you're romantically involved with. You could say that to a family member. Like, yeah. Honestly, that scene, that support scene where you had the opportunity to say something about Shepard that you feel like is traumatizing to them and he actually s- supports you and comforts mm-hmm. you tied with favorite with him having a goddamn ending scene yes <laughs> because these are the two things that i'm like do it do it bioware let's do right. this let's have something come on <laughs> and i that was my favorite thing about his character and i feel bad that it's not about jacob yep it's about what he provided <laughs> yeah i think the thing for me is i appreciated that the intimate scenes we're actually intimate. Like you take that moment, you hold hands. Like um, the first time, like when you finally confirm that y'all are a, an item, Shepard leans over and kisses him on the cheek. Oh and yeah, that's, that's just super, so sweet. And that's it's very, super adorable. It gave me the warm fuzzies, even if like mm-hmm. I honestly don't totally recall the dialogue around it because yeah. it, it was, was, was insubstantial. So yeah, but it was a beautiful moment, and it was very nice. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Yeah. There's some good stuff. Yeah. It was good. Are we is this, going into is the this fuck, fuck rating? rating? <laughs> I think so. All right. Insert fuck haiku here. All right, everybody. I normally start us off to give our more clever uh, hosts <laughs> here a chance to really spice up their ending um but out of my fuck rating scale jacob got a three and a half out of five um he had that goddamn ending that's a full star right there for me um the get together like that entire scene was very sweet um he had good intimate buildup in the romance I gave him half of a point for his whole wholeness of character because there wasn't like he had a lot grounding him, but they didn't grow. Like they mm-hmm. didn't give him any growth there that was even related to Shepard or just by himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so out of five, that's a three and a half from Jordan. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. So my rating for Jacob is like when, okay, <clears throat> it's a metaphor as I so often do. Um, it's like when you go to a restaurant and you don't order dinner, you only order like dessert and coffee, but you're really excited to get the dessert and it gets there and it's like, okay, you know, like nothing to write home about, but it's like, okay. And, uh, and then you're sad because you like went out of your way. You were like, yes, fuck yes. I want to sit down and have a slice of cheesecake and this coffee. And then you're just sad because you could have gone somewhere else. <laughs> that that's so, really sad yeah right yeah you just wanted a, a really good bad. cheesecake I feel a little bad for poor Jacob it's so <laughs> that's right it is right but I feel bad for him yeah <laughs> right I mean his character could have been so much better yeah. just like that cheesecake could have been so much better mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> so for Jacob <laughs> on a scale from room temperature mayonnaise to a Carolina Ooh. root of pepper oh um, I'm going to rate it that one time I used a teaspoon of cayenne pepper instead of chili pepper, <laughs> chili powder, um, and I thought I was going to die. Uh, <laughs> I definitely felt it. <laughs> but it wasn't the feeling you were going for. <laughs> yeah, it was not the feeling that I was going for. Um, but it was memorable because I felt something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and I'm good. not going to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> like it just the food it, metaphors are strong with this one. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that yeah, was that did. was a rough day. 
Yeah. Brad was like, what did you do? I'm like, I must have used I broke it. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> They're both red. I don't know. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what? Is, one wasn't labeled very well. I'm not uh, good at this. They both start funny. with C. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't start a fire. Can I at least have points for that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, but, I mean, that's Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. I just, that's really, that's Jacob. Yeah. He's very lackluster. Yeah. Even if the voice is beautiful very and amazing good. and smooth. Yeah. And I would I would listen to his voice all day. Oh, yeah. Um, for sure. It doesn't really matter what he's saying. So I guess that's good. <laughs> I would definitely say he's worth flirting with yeah, in yeah. all of that. But maybe, like, unless you're going for a completionist set, if you're feeling it, go for it. Um, it's sort of sad that they did this to the only black character. Yes. I wanted that is, more yeah. in the game. <gasps> And I feel like that's probably a point of part of the blandness is they weren't trying to rock any boats by like doing, making him aggressive because that's a bad uh, stereotype for black men. Mm -hmm. But then they didn't want to make him like too touchy feely because then he would be like a sissy. I don't know. Like, I don't get it. They just, they do. They, they, they got some issues with gender roles, I think. Yes. Yeah. Like they sort of removed all of like the the waves that make a person a person. That's yeah. why I'm really hoping that they're going to come around with him in Mass Effect Three. Like maybe yeah. Mass Effect Three really like takes him around that corner and yeah, makes maybe. him a real, actually well rounded character. Yeah. It's more than a Pinocchio. That's in 3, what hopefully. we wanted, right? Like yeah. especially this is, I think, the first Bioware game that does have a black romance option. That I can well, think of. A- Ashley is POC. Yeah, yeah. They they don't really they outline whitewash it though. Her a lot though, and they yeah, do. very yeah. much so. She's and very very whitewashed. So. They very don't really so. mention race in Jacobs either, mm-hmm. as far as I'm aware. No, but I, if I'm going to say this in the nicest way as possible, um, if people that play the game have an opportunity to ignore the fact that somebody is a person of color, they will do so as proven by all of the white Isabella mods for dragon yeah. age two, because what the hell is up with that? They change your eye color to blue. I'm oh just God. like Christ on a cracker. Uh, it's, but it's, people are gross. This is yeah. the first character that you literally cannot ignore is a person of color is a yes. black man. Mm-hmm. If you change him into a white man, you have obviously done so. It's not yeah. just a quote unquote beautifying mod right. <laughs> that they're doing. So for uh, this, this is our wrap up. This yeah. is what we got for you for <laughs> Jacobs. Thank you so much for listening to our episode um, on this Mass Effect 2 romance. Next time um, around, we'll be talking about Kelly Chambers. Yeah, alphabetically, uh, it will probably be a short episode because there is not a whole hell of a lot of substance to her. But Kelly Chambers, (laughs) yeah, that's how I feel about Kelly Chambers. Yep. Uh, Don't forget to check us out on some of our other uh, other properties that we work with. Um, All three of us are members of Theater of the Mind Players, and we just wrapped up our uh, series on Delta Green, uh, Mm -hmm. which was fantastic. We had a lot of fun fun. with that one. Um, I think this will be coming out after our playthrough of Cyberpunk, so keep an eye out for that. That's Mm -hmm. exciting. That's supposed to be really good with all of the new fancy rule sets. Mm -hmm. Um, You can also see Tawny in her other podcast. uh, The Not So Bigfoot Thing. Yes. And talk about hiking and backpacking. (laughs) Yes. And Sarah uh, also has a, a bunch of other stuff going. Yep, I have way too many hobbies that (laughs) which is fine. Um, I've got uh, Brad, Lord of the Board. Brad and I are involved in plot points, which we take uh, role playing games and discuss them as actual literature. And I am also one of the cast members on Encounter Party, which is a D and D actual play. Uh, fan favorite Fakara. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, check us out. Uh, check out our other stuff. Uh, look at all of our fun uh, playthroughs. Check out our other episodes. Rate us. Subscribe. Tell us how we did. Tell us if you agree with uh, how we felt about Jacob Taylor's romance. Facebook, I'm- Twitter, Insta. You're probably just going to be like, he 
has no substance. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, well, we'd love to hear from you shirt. anyhow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a really nice moment when he took off his shirt. Yeah. yeah Freddie Prince Jr. Come on our Come show. Come on our show. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, everybody, consent is mandatory. Black lives sure do fucking matter. Yep. Please wear a fucking mask, goddammit. Yes, please, because it is unpleasant to get tested for COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they and stick a thing way up your nose. It doesn't take very long. It's not that unpleasant, but it is sure uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks.